The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 1975. Today, it's a Mandalorian briefing. We're talking about Sanctuary. This is chapter 4 from season 1 of The Mandalorian. Punch it! Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. So, again, Sanctuary Episode 4, Chapter 4 of Season 1 of The Mandalorian. This is a full spoiler review episode, so if you've not seen Sanctuary yet, then by all means save this podcast for a later date. But if you're okay with me diving into the details, then let's do it. Now, seeing as how we are officially halfway through season one of The Mandalorian, I'm going to be saying some of the stuff I'm saying in concert with what we know from previous footage shown in trailers and clips and previews and so on and so forth to talk about what we've seen, what we haven't seen yet, or whether we've seen the last of certain characters. And one in particular who jumps to mind is Cara Dune, the character played by Gina Carano, who we meet for the first time in this episode. And the reason why I flag her is because the at the end of the episode, they talk about, you know, until our paths cross again, and they are supposed to be going their separate ways, but there has been at least one clip where it looks like she is involved in some other firefight situation, so I don't think we are done with Dune just yet. And I do wonder if we are done with Omera yet. She is the widow who befriends the Mandalorian and who would like to take his helmet off, but he won't let her do it and informs her, in fact, that he hasn't taken his helmet off in front of someone since he was not much older than the kids playing in the village that he ends up being a part of a rescue operation for. So there's a couple of things about that. First of all, the fact that Omera... Uh, is really the only practiced shot in the village, and it's not addressed. In other words, nobody says, wow, where'd you pick that up? I mean, when everybody is shooting, like, as bad, if not worse, than your garden variety stormtrooper, and she takes one of the guns that's actually a lot like the gun that Bosk carries around in The Empire Strikes Back, and she starts going, blank, 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 and, like, nails the pot that's hanging off a stick for target practice just over and over again. Nobody's saying, um, hmm, how are you so good with a gun? But... You know, I hope that's something that gets addressed in the future and that she shows up in the future. Additionally, it seems like she is at least familiar enough with Mandalorian culture to ask him about when the last time was that he took off his helmet, which he says yesterday, which is like, oh, okay, well, that kind of opens the door on how this whole Mandalorian never taking the helmet off works thing. So I thought that was actually nicely integrated into the situation. But the fact that she's aware of this at some level suggests that her life in this village is not the only life she has known. So I'm kind of curious about that. Now, I guess in a way you could say that this episode is sort of an in-between episode in that 
it takes us away from the main thread of the action, but it's not as, and I don't mean this in a bad way, disposable, if you will, as the second episode with um, him and the Jawas and all that. I mean, that was good fun and entertaining to be sure, but didn't necessarily advance things, or at least, you know, what was advanced could have been done, like, very quickly at the beginning of a different episode. But, you know, this one had a little bit more meat to it, and I think, you know, the introduction of Cara Dune as a character here is significant. Hopefully, the introduction of Omera is going to be significant. But it's also significant for the fact that, unfortunately, the Mandalorian is not going to be able to settle down in any way, even though he does stay for a few weeks, like after the big Fufara happens with the Clatoonian Raiders, and there's that sort of epilogue, if you will, it looks like it's going to be an epilogue, and unfortunately for everybody involved, or almost unfortunately, it's sort of a false epilogue, which is actually pretty well done, so kudos Bryce Dallas Howard on that. Um, it's not going to be a situation where the Mandalorian can rest or can let Baby Yoda rest either. In fact, that uh, that bounty hunter who shows up at the end is carrying a fob that is tagged to Baby Yoda. So somehow they figured out that that's where the Mandalorian went. And interestingly, the fob was not for the Mandalorian despite all of the chaos that happened when he left. It's actually for the baby so it seems like there's only going to be one way that this situation gets resolved, and that has to do with some things that have been shown in clips and previews and whatnot, but haven't appeared yet in any of the four episodes we've seen so far. So I will address that situation right after the break. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Razor, I've made some changes to the Asteroid Belt level at patreon.com SW7X7 and they are all with sponsors in mind. So if you want to get the word out about your business, your product, your service to a dedicated Star Wars audience, then please check out patreon.com SW7X7 and look for the Asteroid Belt level for details. Again, that's patreon.com SW7X7. Welcome back. So, we have not heard all of the lines from Werner Herzog that have been delivered in previews and clips and whatnot. That doesn't necessarily mean that we aren't done with Herzog. In fact, it could mean that you know, things were left on the cutting room floor, potentially, as well. But there are scenes with The Mandalorian and Carl Weathers, aka Grief Karga, that haven't been seen either. And so, it occurs to me that... At some point, the Mandalorian is going to have to go back to the home planet of the Bounty Hunter Guild. We still don't know the name of that planet yet. At least not that I've seen anywhere. So if I need to be <laughs> disabused of my notion there, then by all means, please do. But he's going to have to, I think, check in somehow and deal with Werner Herzog's vendetta slash bounty on the baby. And, you know, it's not going to go well. Because we also haven't seen... The images of the Imperial Stormtroopers buckets on pikes, like that hasn't shown up anywhere in the episodes yet. And we also haven't seen anything from Moff 
Gideon, who is Giancarlo Esposito's character, including that brief snippet of the Mandalorian attached to a TIE fighter being flown by Moff Gideon, like that crazy whole action sequence. So that seems like something they are probably saving for toward the end of the season, I would imagine. But as far as the way things are structured, you get the idea that Gideon is one of these Imperial warlords that has taken up control of this particular area of the Outer Rim. Maybe it's just on this one planet and Werner Herzog is just, you know, running his own little domain inside there. But there was a reference to somebody else that they were reporting to. This was in the third episode and it wasn't clear who that person was, but it seems like Moff Gideon would be the answer to it. So bringing Gideon into this whole situation and the Mandalorian having to deal not just with Werner Herzog and his band of Imperials, but also Moff Gideon and all of the other troopers he has with him, including Death Troopers. Well, yeah, that seems like it's going to become an issue. And then of course, there's the whole problem with the Mandalorian covert, the society, the secret society that is living on the bounty hunter planet. They're supposed to relocate the covert, the covert, excuse me, after the events of the end of chapter three. But there is a scene where the armorer is sitting in a kneeling posture in the armory when stormtroopers come into the joint. So yeah, I think that they're not necessarily going to get everything relocated in time before they have face-offs with Imperial officers, including Magma Troopers. It looks like there are um, flamethrower troopers that are involved in this scenario as well. And we also haven't seen the Razorcrest being fired upon in space. We also haven't seen Bill Burr's bounty hunter character that has the little laser gun on his shoulder. And I don't think we've seen the entirety of the Mandalorian's origin story about him, you know, getting dumped into that container and then being found by a B2 battle droid and being left at that. No, I think there's still more to that story that they're going to tell us. Obviously, there's more to the story in general, but I have a very strong feeling that that thread is going to be completed as well. Mandalorian did tell Omera in this episode that the Mandalorians found him and raised him after his parents were killed, but it seems like something that would be good for him to share with her, but not necessarily something for us as an audience from a storytelling perspective to have that be the way that all of those little flashbacks are resolved. I think they've got to do a little bit more with that. So there you go. That is going to do it for my Mandalorian briefing on Sanctuary. This is chapter four of season one of The Mandalorian, and that is going to do it for this episode of the show as well. Thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademarks and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.